0: Talk Derby to me once again. We've got a right week of uh, some of my favourite Derby players. We had uh, Will Hughes on on last week, and that's just just come out. Jamie Ward tomorrow. Oh, well uh, uh, are Ward,
1: yeah, Ward,
0: Ward is tomorrow, mate. We're, we're pulling all the big guns out. Yeah, no, all the old boys. <laughs> so Johnny Russell, live from America, mate. This is like something off, <laughs> off TV or something <laughs> like you're live streaming on the podcast. How are you, pal? I'm good, mate. I'm good. How are you? I'm alright, thank you, mate. I'm alright. How's how's it over there at the minute? Are you uh, you in lockdown? What's what's the situation? No, we're uh,
1: so we've got our first game back. Well, obviously we started the season, we were two games in, and then all all this happened. Um, so we were in lockdown for months, and then we went and done the the tournament in Orlando uh, just recently. So done that, and then we've been back for just over three weeks now, and. Uh, Season starts back. Our first game's tomorrow. So, no, it's, it's good, though. We're doing it in, like, games of six, just so we don't release too much of a, like a schedule, and then we can't fulfill it. So, games of six, I think, we, from tomorrow, we play six games from, the, what is that, 21st to the 13th of September, we've got six games. And then, all going well there, they'll release sort of next six fixtures, and we'll play up until... The playoffs in November and then final in December so no we're, we're good. It's, uh, Kansas has been pretty good throughout we didn't really get hit too hard to be honest so I mean we went into lockdown but we went into lockdown kind of early before we were really hit bad so it's been I mean it's been difficult obviously but it's not been as hard here as it has been in most places.
0: The preparations Gone okay for for the new season. You, you're rowing to go to go in, and play some football. I've
1: Done like three pre-seasons. <laughs> done, a, done one in January, and then obviously all this happened. We had to do another one leading up to the tournament, and then we've had like a a mini pre-season here in the break. So it's uh it's been been difficult, quite a lot of running. But now we're we're good. We're ready to, ready to go and just ready to get back into stadiums and play games. That's been uh not played in the stadium since what. March the games we played in Orlando were like the ESPN like the like their their grounds so it's obviously it's, it's like twenty pitches but it's all like open so it's it was just it's just weird to play games not in a stadium so it'd be good to get back to that.
0: How much does it differ over there from playing in in Scotland and England? Is it is it much different? How it's MLS? How it's set up and and, and the standards? Is it is it a lot different or is it kind of all the same? I
1: mean it's kind of kind all the same. Obviously it's. Uh, Slightly different in the way that they do, you know, the East and West conferences and then you do the playoffs in your conference and then the two two winners of each meet. I mean, that's the only difference, but it's pretty much set up the same. You play the teams on your side, play them home and away, and then the teams from the other side, you play them once and it alternates every year. So like one time it'll be at home, the next season it'll be away. So you usually get a couple of good trips in. You get to go to good places like that so it's i mean that's the, the only difference I mean, the standard the standard's good i know a lot of people have got their own idea and their own perception of the standard here but i mean i was i was coming in here expecting it to be high but even in the years that i've been here it's it's took a step up every time it's going to continue to do that the players that they're attracting as well
0: some tracks for away games though that must be one some one, one difference do you have some absolute massive trip through away games?
1: See, to be honest, it's kind of like when we were in Derby. I mean, we're pretty central, so Kansas as well, we're central. So, I mean, I think our longest flight's about three hours, and that's the only difference is everything's a flight instead of a bus. Um, but, I mean, uh, travelling's never really bothered me. A lot of people said, like, coming here or the travelling, but I think because we are so central, that, so it's pretty easy, to be honest.
0: Going right back then to, to first starting, uh, getting involved in football and playing football, can, can you remember like your earliest memories of playing? Was it like a, playing for a, a local side up up in Glasgow?
1: Yeah, so I played, with, I played with a local side. I think I joined them when I was like four, five. And I played with them throughout until it was the first year. So I was always younger. I played with an older group. So they were always like a lot bigger than me. So I played with them up until, I think it was the year... I think it's a year you first go to eleven aside. I can't remember what age that is. Nine, 10, whatever that is. And uh, like they basically said to me, you're too small. So I was like, that. I mean, that was hard to take when you're, you know, that you're that young and like all your mates are there. You've been there for years and basically they say to you are like to go really. And they're like, oh, but like you know, in a year or two, like come back. And then it it, it did come to that where they were like, oh, like. I didn't grow much because it's <laughs> still about the same height as I was as a kid. But now uh, they asked me to come back, and I was like, "No, nah. like I found a new place to play, I'd made new mates." And I think that's where the, the sort of loyalty thing started for me as well. Where I was like, "That other team took me in, made me feel welcome. I met a lot of good. I was there for the boys that I played with there. I'm still mates with to this day. So." They asked me to go back, and I was told, like, "That's nah, yeah, you're, you're good." And stayed there
0: until I went to Dundee United. I think I was about 13 when I signed there. Do you feel like you had to work a little bit harder then, being being told you're small, even at that age? You, do you have to put a bit more in, or do you just, at that age, you play and you've got your natural ability, and it and it just comes natural? Uh, at that
1: age, I wasn't. I mean, I wasn't too, wasn't too forcefully. Like, oh, you're too small. Nothing much I can do about that, to be honest. So, and I, I mean, that was kind of. It's quite common, like back then where, especially in the UK, we've got this perception of like, oh, you're too small to play, where it doesn't really matter in other countries. So, no, I mean, it was just, it wasn't so much that, it was just difficult, basically letting you, it didn't really matter the reason. So, I I wouldn't say it made me work harder, I I mean, I was at an age that you just play for enjoyment anyway, you're constantly playing. So, no, I wouldn't say, I mean, that, that affected me in that way, no.
0: So breaking breaking through at Dundee, was it initially you, you go for a trial playing playing a decent uh, obviously playing well naturally and um you get a trial and you, you break in at Dundee, was it you, you get in uh, how old was that, thirteen, fourteen maybe?
1: I think it was like thirteen. There was a so back then I mean you used to play in tournaments most weekends. So it was actually it was a tournament and I think it was Lindsay. Uh, and that's where Dundee United scouts were there. Uh they done a lot of scouting in Glasgow. The majority majority of their team was, was Glasgow-based players, and they, they offered me a trial. I had a bit of interest from a few different clubs at that time, um, but they offered me a trial, and they had a really good track record of bringing through youngsters even then. So it was kind of one. It was not an easy decision to make, but they were like, come down. And, well, I think the game was in like Dumfries, the trial game. Like come down and play in that, and you know we'll just take it from there. See how it goes. Went down. Uh I think I'd scored a hat trick in like the first half, and he like just said to me, "I'll sign you."
0: Yeah.
1: And I was <laughs> so buzzing. I mean, at that age, to obviously sign with like a pro club, yeah. and I was, I was buzzing. And then obviously I was there, thirteen to twenty-three until I left for, for Derby
0: and and when you left Dundee I, I remember i can off the top of my head say correct me if i'm wrong i remember that there was interest from derby but there was interest from celtic as well was it at the time
1: yeah so the the january just before that um, i had a couple of bids from a team in serie a and i was i was set on going like i i wanted to go abroad wanted to go and play abroad and obviously it was serie a as well so i was like ah oh, if i get the chance here i'm, I'm gone it was uh, catania and I made two or three, weeks, but just never, never got accepted. Uh, so that, I mean, that never, never worked out. And then, to be honest, the Babelly thing came out of nowhere. So leading up to the, I mean, leading up to that summer transfer window, I, I mean, I, I knew I was going. Had um, sort of already said that I wanted to go try something different. The club were basically saying, right, we'll, we'll sell you. We want want our money basically, and, and then we won't stand in your way. Um, and there was, all, there was always a link with Celtic, because obviously, Scottish boy doing well growing up, but everyone knew I was a massive Celtic fan as well. So that link was always there. And, uh, I mean, that was leading into it. It was only really that that was spoke about was, uh, the Celtic link. So, I mean, the Derby one literally came out of nowhere. I was in, I was actually in Tenerife. I was on holiday and, uh, I don't know if I got a phone call like the day before I left, something like that, saying oh, that Derby are really interested. And then that's when the, the bidding started happening uh, b- between Derby and Celtic. And uh, I think they both went to like half a million. And then Dundee United said, no, we want a bit more. Derby went to 650. And Celtic wouldn't budge on the half a million. And that's that was literally what it came down to. And, I mean, like someone from the... The background I had, the way I grew up. If it was, if it was a choice, I would have went to Celtic. But I mean, it never, it never came to that. They didn't offer the extra, the extra money. And at the time, I was thinking, come on, man, it's like I know it's a lot of money, but it was like you've went this far, like just go a little bit further. And uh, the bid, bid got accepted when I was on holiday. I spoke to Nigel Clough when I was on holiday, and I was like, ah, this, like I'm, I'm right up for this. He's, uh, like, made me, just the way he spoke speaking about my game, speaking about off the pitch stuff as well, they'd done so much research. So for me it came out the blue. But they must have been doing like some amount of digging, like some of this stuff they knew. So it was like, oh, like he like really like wants me, knows me. So I was like, nah, definitely I'm I'm up for this. So next couple of days, like I do, just like go and enjoy your holiday, like we'll sort everything out. So obviously then my agent went back and forth speaking. And I like, got a phone call saying like, this is it done. Like flew back, um, flew back from Tenerife, done my medical, done everything, signed, and then flew back out like the next day. So I think it was in Derby Dar- in Dar- in for like two days. Bryce came and met me, was taking me about, showing me areas to live. Went back to, went back to Tenerife and the, <laughs> so it was like uh, my missus and I was there with a few of our close friends and like partners. Literally the night we got back about it, I never actually told anyone this. So, we got back that night, and uh, they'd got me a bottle. Of, like they all bought me a bottle of champagne to celebrate, and I'd already I'd had a few drinks because I was like I've just signed, so I was like celebration time. And I've dropped the bottle of champagne. It's exploded, and a bit of glass has like popped up and slit the side of my wrist. No so way. So the night, the night I got back to Tenerife, I had to go to hospital and I like, got all my get all my arms stitched up. So that was a pretty eventful couple of 24 hours, man. But uh, that was like, you know how, you know like Derby are a big, big team when it's happening. And, like I've got a, a fairly good obviously football knowledge that I, I know that, but it, it wasn't until I went down there. You see the stadium. You see the training ground, and everything that I was like, nah, this is I'm like properly right, right up for this now." And everything, everything worked out.
0: Initially, then, like this is what I've always wondered. Um, obviously you got a lad from Scotland, boy, Celtic fan. You got Derby in for you, Celtic in for you. When yeah. Derby wouldn't be bidding more, are you initially a, a little bit gutted that it's or
1: no? I, I wouldn't. Say, well, I wouldn't say. I wouldn't say gutted man, I would like that it would never be that sort of yeah respectful. I was me I was more gutted that I didn't get the chance to like, go to Celtic if you know what I mean. But I I wasn't gutted that like Derby won that sort of bidding war. I wasn't gutted in that way. But it was just like I was like a dream to play for Celtic. Um I mean but it worked out it worked out well. I had a, a great time there and met some great people as well that I'm still mates with to this day, so no, it's I was as much as I, I was disappointed with the the whole Celtic thing that happened and I'm, the other side of the coin, I'm delighted that the derby thing did.
0: So coming down and playing for for Nigel Clough, uh, obviously we've had Bryce and and Yaza, Will Hughes on, and they both spoke like, so highly of him. Was he was he a massive influence on you coming down and playing in English football for the first time?
1: Hundred um, percent, and he looked after me really well. I was just coming off. The back end of the season, so I think I only played from maybe January or February. I broke my leg in Scotland. And I think I only played maybe one, two games max just before the end of the season. So, like, he was talking to me. He's like, I know you've got your injury. I'm not bothered about that. And then even in season, so I was, like, struggling up. And he looked, like, right after me. He's like, I just don't be stupid. Like, we know... What you can bring your work and stuff like that. So just get yourself back into it. And then even in the, even in the games, obviously it was a big jump going from Scotland to the championship and just the pace of the game, the physicality of the game. And and he always he always looked after me. And so now he was he was brilliant in that way. Um, and just his his man management, like a lot of people think he's, I mean he's he's old school, but like he makes you feel. It makes you feel like really wanted, and that you can go out and do anything. To be honest, he's—I uh, mean, he'd go through you at times if he needed to go through you, go through you. But at the same point, if he knew when you needed an arm around you, and like a wee chat or whatever it was, and he was—he was very good at that. Do
0: you think he gets enough credit? Because your your first season, obviously an unbelievable season, that ends with defeat. We'll get onto. But do you think he gets enough credit? Because a lot of that was was his side.
1: Yeah, no, I don't think he gets nearly enough credit for, for what he built there. Like, the players he brought in. Um, and like I said earlier, like, it's the background checks he does on you. He, he wanted to know who he was bringing into the team. What I mean, obviously, he wanted to bring in quality players and players with ability, but it was more of the, the type of boys he was bringing in. And he had a real knack of bringing in. So, like, me, young player, Hungry, wanting to prove something, he had a knack of finding players with was something to prove, and the way he was able to gel it all together was was brilliant. And uh, you know, even even when he left, we had like a like a little dinner for him. Um, I think it was a week or the week after that that he left. That obviously when people get sacked, you don't really get the the chance to spend much time with him after that. But we all went and sort of said our goodbyes and thanks for bringing me here. Like, just gutted it. it. didn't really work out, to be honest.
0: It was a hell of a season. I remember the first game after after we left was obviously the, we were 4-1 down against Ipswich and you come back Which to 4-0. And yeah. you could tell at the time, I know we went on to, to get Steve McLaren and have a brilliant season, but I think as a fan who was sat in the stand that night, you could tell that, how? Not that the players—I would never say because it, you could tell it wasn't. It wasn't that the players weren't playing, but the players were gutted. I think you could tell that there was a, a thing around the club that they were gutted. Were you gutted when, when he eventually departed?
1: Oh, of course, man. I think it was only nine or ten games in when he went, so it was like he had brought me that he brought the majority of that team in. So, I mean, a lot of us felt a lot of loyalty towards him. So we were—I mean, we were, we were gutted when he went. Um I know. There was a lot of boys in the change room. who took it hard. Um, I'm going, and that game, that game didn't come much longer after he got sacked. I think was. I
0: think it was it. Forest on the Saturday. Then we played
1: it. was yeah. so it wasn't. I mean, it wasn't a lot of time. There was no sort of real turnaround. To uh, it was just a, it was just a weird few days to be honest. Um, and then we're four one down. Uh, and Simo and Steve McLaren came in at time and Simo went. Mental, like, really. Mental. So we're like, "Oh shit!" Like this is uh See, a,
0: we've had we've had Bryson They've said, "Oh, they come in," but we've never we've never had any more detail on it.
1: So Samo so went it's... mental. Did he? Samo went mental. Um, but the manager that he didn't. So it was sort of like good cop, bad cop. Samo came in, all guns blazing. Then McCarn was like calming it down, saying, "This is what we're going to do. We're going to do this, that." Um. And then obviously came out in second half and got the results. So that was the sort of first sign of like what was going to come from from that team as well. Being able to, to claw that back.
0: I was going to say was that the, was that the catalyst because it was pretty much the same team that was there on the the club. There was a, a couple of loan additions. Andre Wisdom, Pat Bamford, um, Simon Dawkins. Just a few extra additions. But was that was that the kind of the catalyst? and never really looked back from then. It we were just tanking teams every week.
1: Exactly. So that was. Uh, that was a uh, sort of the turning point really. I mean, as gutted as we were, that obviously Nigel had gone, it was we still had a full season ahead of us, so it was basically you know, we have to have to move on from it, you have to adapt and you know the the aim of every season was to go up and we knew that, you know, that was the ultimate goal, that was the ultimate aim.
0: Coaching wise, McLaren is he up there? Best ever?
1: Yeah. yeah. It definitely for the, for purely just his knowledge and his coaching of the way he went about the game and the way he got us playing, then he's he's definitely, he's definitely up there for me. I've always said that. Um, I know a few boys had, had like issues, like, but nah, for me, he was, he was very good. Um, to begin with, like, we spoke. A lot because obviously I came down as I came down as a centre forward. I'd always played in a in a two up top. That was how it started. at Derby me and Chrissy, um, and then obviously Clarn came in. We changed the system, so I'd never played as a winger until he came in. Mm. So and in his first game, played Leeds and Steve Warnock. Uh, Stevie Warnock broke my leg again. I was like, brilliant manager's first game in, and I've I've done that. But even when, even when I was injured, he was like, "Ah, oh, like just look after yourself. Like there will be a place there for you when you get back." So I mean, that was that was good for me. Obviously, like I, it was he was brilliant. And even during that time, I think he knew obviously that I wasn't you know I wasn't a winger, so I had to adapt quickly. And he, he showed me a lot of footage, talked me through a lot of it, and positioning where I had to be and stuff like that. So no, he was uh, it was brilliant for me.
0: Looking back, I know we had a few more injuries later on in the season after Christmas. I think Martin, Chris Martin was out for a bit and there's a few from being top of the league. Do you think that team, looking back, should that team have maybe gone up with the on looking not to have, have gone up?
1: Yeah, we should have went up. Um, I think maybe a bit longer in the season. Maybe a few more games, we would have went up. Um, but obviously, it didn't happen that way. It was went through the playoffs. And at no point in the, the playoffs did I think that we weren't going up. Even even in the final, like, when we were playing, I was just thinking it's a matter of time before we get this goal. Like, complete domination in the game. I think it's a matter of time. Like, even as time was going on, you, you can get a little bit worried. You're like, oh, this is... But no, like, during it, we're thinking it's, it's coming, it's coming. And then everyone knows what happens. But um, no, that was... That was really tough to take and even now that's probably like the lowest I've been after a, after a game and even after that the like the pre-season we didn't have a lot of time we were back in like two two and a half weeks later so it didn't really have much time to sink in as well and you're right back into pre-season that's the last like the last thing you need after that is try to get your mind into pre-season but um, that was just the way we played in that season, um, i spoke about it before. Like a lot of people would have seen that team as the way we went about it as, as like an arrogant team. But we were just so confident, and like no disrespect to any other team, we just felt going into a game we were winning it, and it didn't matter who it was.
0: You're Sometimes, thinking, it was how, many, how many are we going to get? That That's what. That was really fun. How many are we going to get today?
1: That was a uh, Thinking going into games, were well, like, "This, this could be anything." Even if our team scored, we're like, "Right, no worries. We're still going to, like, we're still going to them." That was that was the way we went into games, um, and I think some of the like the results showed that as well.
0: Wembley, looking back, do you ever think back to just about to burst in and throw on goal, uh, as I do? <laughs> I've
1: seen it A few times, since and uh, even. I mean, even out here, we played a game in LA, and uh, there was there was Derby fans on the far side of the stadium. So I'd I'd seen them. So I was like, after the game, I was going to go over, and one of the guys who were away was a QPR fan. <laughs> oh wow! And he brought it up, and I was like, I've, I came halfway across the world, and I'm still getting like, I'm still getting reminded of this. But nah, like, I mean, you never know what would have happened. But I like to think. If he doesn't take me down, I think I'd like to think I'm scoring that, um, and that, that still runs through my head. That like the how close we were. I mean, I mean it's inches. Like if I if I'm another I'm few inches, I'm in the box. Like does it does it bring me down? Even if he does, it's a penalty. And like Chrissy probably sticks that away. So it's I mean it's it's difficult. To be honest, still thinking about it, but it wasn't wasn't to be.
0: In my abiding memory, as I've about this before, is I, I walking out the ground. Obviously, like devastated, but walking up the stairs because I was right on the segregation with the QPR fans, and the QPR fans were clapping us as we left the ground. Yeah. It was just a surreal game of like even they were felt bad that they'd won. It was just surreal.
1: So even a, even a, I mean a few of their players were like hanging on, and uh, a few of them spoke to our boys after it and. Like obviously they, they were celebrating and we waited because we were like, we're not going to be so losers. We're not going to leave. So we waited till they went up, got the trophy and congratulations or whatever. And they were like, oh, like, so I didn't really expect that to be honest. And they were like, like fair play. But I mean, it's just just a horrible, horrible day to be honest.
0: Going into the next season, obviously um, up there again for for a lot of it, um, and just missing out on the on the final day. Was it? Can you kind of sum that season up? Because as a fan, obviously a disappointment that you only need a, p- a point against uh, Reading last game of the season. But again, another another great side. That and if you look at the championship now, last season and and this coming season, the teams are in it. I think you throw that derby side in now. I think you've got a lead from last year, or, or because I think that's how good the team were.
1: Yeah, that season was summed up shortly. Shit, <laughs> <was laughs> I mean, that was, I mean, that was a like Wembley was probably the worst one, but the next season for it was so difficult in ways because it was you could sort of see it coming over time. I think February. End of February with five points clear, 11, 12 games to go, something like that. And then to completely miss the playoffs is. I mean, if you're sitting in that position at that time, you should be thinking about top two. You mm-hmm. should be thinking about going up automatic. And to have to go into the last game of the season and need a, need a point. And then even at that, like, needing a point at home, like, normally we'd be like, halfway, oh, like, not a problem. But there was just something about those last couple of months of that season that just do I just still can't put my finger on it. What happened or what went wrong? I know we had a few injuries, but we had more than enough quality to to deal with it. And it just didn't happen. And then, obviously, the the Redding game was was horrible. I think three, it finished. I think.
0: Yeah, was, yeah. Mister, Pen- I
1: think we missed a penalty. Did Ben? Ben, Mister penalty. I think we missed a penalty. It was I think they scored a. An early goal from a from a mistake from us as well, and it. But no, that was, that I mean, was a a lot of like tough times. But that one was was pretty tough as well.
0: Uh, McLaren departing afterwards. To that. I know there was speculation beforehand, but but did you expect did you expect him to leave after after that result? Or was was that a shock?
1: <sighs> I mean, it was a it was a weird one. Like obviously the speculation for ages, and like I know where the fans were coming from. He didn't really distance himself from it, but we were like can't really see him going, if you know what I mean, we didn't really, honestly didn't think he was going to go. And then it happened. So we were like, like, a bit of a shock and obviously a a bit gutting as well, because you just need to look at the football we were playing under him. I know that, like that season didn't end well, but I mean, we're still playing some, some good football, probably not to the consistency we were the season before. And how good and dominant and ruthless we were that season. But at the same point, like it was, it was probably the best like team football I played in my career under him. So to see him go, I mean that was, I mean that was gotten when you're enjoying playing that much under someone and the style of play that you've got. I mean it was it was difficult that way to take, but I mean he made the decision that he felt was was best for him, and no, I don't hold any. Don't hold any grudges to anyone who, who does that. So, I mean, he went there and it didn't quite work
0: out for him. But I mean, that's a chance that he felt he had to take. And and Paul Clement uh, coming in again, another another great side that maybe should have done a, a little bit more. How much did? He was a, a fairly new manager to to come in at the time. Was he was he massively different from from McLaren and, and Clough before?
1: They all had a, I mean, different ways, different playing, different style of how we wanted to play. I mean, like you say, we a really good side. Probably not as sort of free flowing and attacking as we were under under McLaren, but at the same point, we still still had a lot of quality players on that team, and we should have we should have done a little bit. I'm <laughs> about to get interrupted here. Hello. He's saying hi. Yeah. Can you come, sit here for a second. So, he was a uh, and. Fresh ideas, um, completely different way of going about things as well. And like you said, we we played some good stuff under them. Um, I think we were f- five points off top one. he left as well. And like another shock as well, like that one didn't didn't see that coming at all. It was after the Fulham away game. I think we played Fulham away. Mm. I think I think Fulham. I think the beat us. And then he was gone after oh, that. Boys, so. are they playing? Yeah. Yeah. I think they're playing baseball.
0: Looking back, can you pick a favourite Derby memory? Obviously, there's the 5-0 that I'd put my finger on, that, playing in a game like that.
1: Um, I mean, there's there's a couple. The, the Brighton home game in the playoffs. I mean, even the Brighton, uh, Brighton away game, Like we, we went down there and they, sh- they should have won that game. Um, But we snuck it 2-1 and we were all buzzing winning that game. And then we came in and Steve McLaren was fuming at us for the way we'd played. We were thinking like Brighton are a good team. We've came here and we like snuck one from under them. So we were buzzing. Like, somebody, like sometimes they feel even better than like killing a team. So we were all buzzing. He's came in going crazy after that. And then obviously taking them back to, to Pride Park. And I mean, what a game that was. What a, the scenes at the end of the game. Everyone just differing about that. But probably, I think it's probably got to be the, the Forest game. I mean, I think that sticks out for, for everyone. It's uh, definitely, definitely my my top moment. Uh, just the, uh, you know, the history of the game. Obviously, Bryce getting the hat trick, and just uh, the, the scoreline and which which we beat them. Um, especially in a derby game as well. So, no, we were, and um, we were buzzing. It was a, uh, it was a good day. It was even better night as well. Don't think has paid for a drink, but, uh, <laughs> but uh, no, that was. That was probably, oh, definitely my my best team. at derby
0: shot. Could you tell playing it playing in that game? Even someone who's not as local, how big how big it was, or was it like the first time you played that you kind of went, "Wow, this is a this is something."
1: So we played them. We played them away first. I think that was just when, I think it was after that result. Um, Nigel got sight. Was when they beat us there. So we were like, a bit of revenge here, get one back over on them." to To win the way we did emphatically, like we were just all over them for the whole game, just constant pressure. Um, and obviously, I mean, the games are for the fans. Like for us, it's when it's a derby game, you want to beat your rivals. But like we're seeing it as a game, you need to go and get the three points. But like to get that sort of victory, like for the fans as well, and gives gives them bragging rights for. I mean, it'd be to the next season till we played them. So it was. No, nah, that just uh, the whole day in general, the whole build-up to it was was massive, and then to go out and get a result like that it was it was amazing.
0: And and leaving Derby, the decision to to leave, I think um, Derby wanted to keep you. Was, is that is that true? And it was your your decision to. Yeah. What what was your kind of reason for for wanting to leave in the end?
1: Um, I mean, there was a lot of stuff that. Not well documented, but the season before that, I had some some problems that, that went on behind like, the scenes that I actually felt so sort I of really let down by it to be honest. And like, I mean, uh, I've never went in to speak about it any detail because like I've got too much like respect. Being,
0: being left, being left
1: out. Not so much being. I mean, that doesn't help that you're not playing. Um, but there was just other things that went on, and it was the people that were involved in it are no longer. At the club, so that's why I've never really went into. Uh, so I've never really went into speak about it 'cause I've never really felt the need to. But no, that was just sort of dam- A bit of damage was done, um, and then just at the, at the time, obviously, I was the row as well. Even under him, I had spells out the team, and I had a bit of a like falling out, training going bust up with with the staff. And like I was training with the, ended up training with the kids for a couple of months. I think it was after, I can't remember what game it was after. I think we went to travel, it was a London team, I think we were travelling to Brentford. And it was at the day day before the game, the day before we travelled. And that happened and I got completely pulled out of the squad. Oh, told I wasn't travelling well, yeah. until I apologised. I was like, I've got absolutely nothing to apologise for here. So, But a bit like stubborn and things weren't going well at the time. I felt that I probably should have got back in the team, I didn't. It was just frustration, like that happened, um, and then I think Brentford, and then I think the first game I got back in was Cardiff away. So from I can't remember the exact time period from those two games, basically training with training with the kids, um, training with like the first team at times, but when they were travelling and stuff, then I'd be I'd be with the twenty threes. <laughs> so and then uh, the the opportunity just. I always wanted to go abroad. I wanted to try something different. And I just felt that, and I just had my daughter. So I was like, if I don't go and try something now, I'm not going to do it. Once she gets settled, like whatever, I just, I'm never going to make that decision to go somewhere if I don't do it when I still have time. And that was really what it came down to. I mean, it was hard Like to go. Obviously, you said Derby Dar- wanted me to re-sign. They'd actually made an offer. <laughs> Perfect timing, made an offer. And I, I said, no, nah, like, about, I said, no, nah, to the offer. And it was, like, literally two days before the Sheffield away game where I scored don't goal.
0: Oh, I remember, yeah. What a finish. Right <laughs>
1: foot. i have <laughs>
0: never done that again.
1: Um, so that was, uh, I'd... I'd turned down a contract, it was released that I'd turned down a contract and then I scored the own goal, so I was like, Oh, this is going to horribly wrong and then I was offered another contract, but <laughs> I don't know if it was, it was reduced. Of, I think it, I don't know if it was because of the own goal, but the second offer the way it was structured was less, so I was like, Nah, this isn't uh, <laughs> this isn't sort of working out. Um and I sort of I wasn't made up, but like I kind of had my mind at that point that I was maybe try time take me one try something different. Like, I was getting back into like, the form that I felt that like, I should have been at, like the standards that I should have been at. I was getting back into that. I came on and scored quite a lot of like, late goals leading up to that. So I was like, definitely getting back there, but I just, just felt it was the right time to, to make the decision um, and that. How was
0: that? To be honest. Looking back, then, right decision made with with how you are now, settled in Kansas and and playing. And uh, do you think leaving uh, at that point, obviously you had your mind made up. The damage was done. Do you think you made the right decision?
1: I mean, I think I think so, like the like I said, like the things that happened, I felt let like down, and like the people had left the club by that point mm. that were involved in it, and it. Put out, I don't know, I just sort of left a bit of a sour taste. And then, like I say, I just wanted to try something different. I felt I felt I just needed something different um, to get just that little bit back in my game. And I, mean, I worked out, came out here and got myself back in the Scotland squad as well, which I'd been out for, for a couple of years at that point. So, I mean, it's, it's worked out great. I, I mean, I, I loved it in Derby, but I, I mean, I do love it here. I'm settled well my family. are settled here as well. It's, it's a nice place. And I think I didn't want to go to a team when I was coming out here. And I know people were looking at it going, oh, he's going for a lifestyle. But I mean, no disrespect, Kansas is a lovely place. But if I was going for a lifestyle, I'd go to you know, somewhere like a sort of bigger or major city because I had a, and there was a bit of interest from like a few teams over here. Um, but I just felt with a sort of, I mean, I don't have like huge knowledge of everyone here, but the little knowledge I did have and then Mo Johnson who played here, who I know from back in Scotland, he played with the manager, he played here. So I was able to speak to him a lot about it, see a lot of the team, and then I was able to speak to the manager here as well. And it it was very similar to how we played under McLaren so that was a big appeal to me because I was like how much I enjoyed that and if I'm looking <laughs> to sort of get something back then what better way than to go back to like the time I enjoyed most so that was I mean that was the reason that's why I chose here I worked out I, mean, I worked out where well, we would have a great season last year but my first season I think was for the most goals in the, the club's history but, like the way we're it was like it was literally, it was just familiar. It was like the way we played at Derby under McLaren. So, And even, even now we're sitting, we haven't played a lot of games, but we're sitting top, sitting in a good position. So I just feel it's, it's definitely, it's definitely worked for me. I've managed to keep myself in the Scotland squad. I missed out in the last couple because of injury. But no, it is, it's definitely, I feel like it's worked out for me. If
0: it was about a lifestyle, you'd, uh, you'd still be in Derby. There's no no weight in Kansas. Just finally, mate, when you look, when you look back at your time at Derby, what's what's overriding emotion and memory? How, how do you look back at your time? Is it obviously positive?
1: Always positive. I mean, like I said, like we've spoke about just briefly there, the couple of things that happened. But I mean, I didn't really help myself the way the way I reacted to it, the way I took it. Um, so I mean, there was lessons learned there. But I mean, take away that. I mean, nothing. I've got nothing negative about. Derby, I, I loved it there. I mean, I still speak to a lot of the boys. I've got a group chat with, you know, me, Jeff, Cyrus, and NC. still keep in contact every, like, most weeks. I've not Like, we speak quite a lot. And I still speak to, you know, like, Thorny and Jono. Like, I'm still really good mates with all these guys. And we still we still keep in contact. So, I mean, I've made some great mates there. Um, the fans were amazing with me from day one. Um, which I was always grateful for. I think everyone knew that. Um, and even to this day, they're still, they're still brilliant with me. So uh, I, I, uh, I loved it there. Um, and that's what made the, the decision so hard to go. But just felt it was the best for, at that time, it was best for everyone involved.
0: Just quickly, I, I asked for questions. I won't be able to read them all because I've had about, do you mind if I just read a couple of questions from fans? Is that all right? Yeah.
1: Of course, mate, of course. No problem.
0: Uh, the first one. What's what's your plans for for life after football?
1: Should start thinking about this, man. creeping into my thirties. uh um,
0: going, going back today, it could be podcasting because it's been decent. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I I
1: don't know. I I don't know if I want to stay involved in football. I think I I mean I'll stay involved at some capacity, um, but I, I don't know if coaching or managing's for me. Um, so I don't know. There's there's a lot of things that interest me that that I'd like to do, it's a weird one. I've always had the appeal, even when I was a kid, of like being like a fireman. I don't know, I just, I, I swear there's, there's just something about it that, I don't know, I think it's still cause you're in a sort of team environment, I, I mean, I couldn't go and work on my own after just the way I am and being involved in this for so long, I just feel like I need to be in like a sort of team environment, I mean, and what, better one than that and you get to get to help people as well so and I, I know a couple of people back home who are, are firemen as well I don't know I just when they, they speak about it it just always interests me
0: I wasn't expecting that <laughs> it's, a, it's a weird uh, one but uh, I don't know In the, uh, I might do my badges they might do this that's the normal no, stuff I, I get <laughs> I don't know
1: I just I, I don't think the I think I could be a coach but the whole managing thing I, I just don't know if it's for me, I mean, the main thing I look forward to is playing games. So, if I, I don't know if I would enjoy as much like, everything leading up to it if I wasn't getting to play.
0: If, uh, if you could change one thing about your time at Derby, I think we've probably touched on it, but if you could change one thing, what would it be from, from your time at Derby? If you could change one thing from your time?
1: Gary and Neil not take me down outside the box. <laughs> that tackle.
0: It still hurts. I think we've already touched on it, but even when you say it now, it's still like, horrible. Um, I don't know if you're able to answer this one, but uh, it's been. T- and I like to uh, throw a few curveballs in there. Who's the biggest shit ass you've ever played with?
1: Shit house. <laughs> wow. I don't know. Normally I would answer that. It wouldn't bother me. But I, no, no one's really. I've not really played with many guys that I'd say. I, um, there was nobody really in that derby team that I would say was a house they? Um, had- no, I, I wouldn't say anyone sort of sticks out.
0: Who were the biggest characters in that dressing room? Obviously, like, the likes of Bucco and uh, were they, like, the, the standout?
1: They were, like, obviously, it depends, like, really what you mean by characters. Like, obviously, Bucco, guys like that who are, like, you know, big imposing and sort of characters, but I mean, we had so many, but at the t- at the time, it was just sort of young, like, daft players. With so so many. I mean, obviously, Bucco sticks out for everyone as, as being a, a strong character, but it's... I mean, the team was, team was full of them. You had Lee Grant as well, Richard Keogh, Chrissy Martin, all like really big characters. Used to when he came in, absolute legend. That guy used to. So just constantly characters, and then you sit like in a different type of character. You've got like the younger boys like Jeff and Cyrus, John when he came in. You had all these guys who were, you know, different casts. You know, like just Andy Vyman, like all just like brilliant. Like characters, good guys to have about. With so many that, I mean, I wouldn't sit here and pick out one. No,
0: and uh, I'll leave it with this one. Uh, I I saw this one and, uh, and thought this is a cracker. Did you know the Rocket against Forest was in as soon as it left your foot? Yeah. Did as you?
1: Soon as, as soon as I had it, I knew it was on. Really? Uh, uh, it was still to this day, it's the cleanest I've ever had a ball. I mean, I'd scored one in the the derby in, in Scotland when I played for Dundee United and as soon as I hit that I knew it was like I knew it was close but yeah. the, the one at Forest as soon as I hit it and it just as the defender moves and it goes behind his back yes there's no way he's seen that um,
0: when you watch it now it does it goes over his back but it just kind of moves away doesn't it just yeah. slightly moves
1: just enough and
0: yeah
1: no I'd and then leading up to that I hadn't scored for a while and I was I was like banging them in and training, like shots like that. And they were like, why don't you hit it? Like, just hit it, hit it. And I think because I hadn't scored for so long, you just get it in your head. Like, I'm not going to start lashing shots from everywhere, but I think the whole occasion, we were already up. Everyone was like buzzing. I just thought, but even like my initial thought, when I get the ball, I wasn't going to shoot. I was like, I take my touch. I was looking, I was looking, I was like, I was opening up here and then took another touch and has it. And, I mean, it's, it's the best goal I've scored. And, like, st- I still get people messaging me to this day, like, what they were doing when it went in, like, injuries that they got after it went in. So, I mean... Yeah, I
0: was about, about four words further down the stand than uh, I was <laughs> when you put it that way. I remember, no. being, I remember being frustrated that we were three up at our time. and it, I think it was about 60 minutes when you scored, thinking, come right. on, right. like... <laughs> a couple here, but... Well, let's make it short now, lads.
1: <laughs> no, that was even like people send me it now, and like the angles and just uh, like the commenting, the noise of the crowd when it goes in, man. It's just still when I watch it, I get
0: goosebumps watching that one. Incredible. Well, mate, I really, really appreciate you giving us an hour of your time. You didn't have to, and uh, with everyone, and honestly, thank you so much for doing it. I, uh, I really, really appreciate it. Not a problem at all, mate. A pleasure. Yeah. Cheers, mate. Thank you. Up the right,
1: <laughs> nice,
0: one. nice one, Johnny. Take care, pal. Yeah, take care, mate.